Tomorrow's date, he's got a Manny Petty with Dan Slot, but he's also the host of the Paper Cake Podcast, episode 114. Welcome to the biggest show in the history of this podcast and internet, uh, episode 114. We'll talk about industry news, hot industry news, and uh, we'll read the book club together. Legendary. Jonesy loves beers. Favorite writer, Mark M. Inflammatory Mark. JRJR. Kick ass. What a show we have. And we'll read your letters to close out the show, if you're into that. Who knows? Might be. One of the biggest shows we've ever done. A lot of breaking news coming over the wire. Jonesy Loves Beer's got his contacts over at Universal. I don't know what's happening. He's just reading uh, message board feeds. The teamsters are just texting me. Jonesy Loves Beer is a writer. Look at him. He's amazing looking. Welcome back to the show, Jonesy. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is just a important time to be alive and be a reader of comics and watcher of movies. Has Listen. there ever been a moment where a human being hasn't said this is an important moment to be alive? <laughs> I, I think it happens at least every 10 minutes on Twitter. If you set up a, a search string. Um, that's all I have to say about Jonesy. He's a writer. Alleged. Uh, wearing one of the most attractive polos in recent memory. He's a father. He's the VP of merch. Podcast bad boy. He is a Twitter celeb. He's wearing two shirts. He's wearing a shirt underneath the polo. I don't know how that worked out for you today. Probably hot and sweaty. Uh, Dale underscore A, welcome back to the show. This gives me the ability to wear this the polo shirt more than once before washing it. Undershirt soaks up all the badness. Smart. Put that in the uh, trash. I used to wear my undershirts more than once until I started developing a fungus. <laughs> Hashtag the flap. I don't do that anymore. Uh, thanks for uh, having me back. I mean, I'm here to bring some news. I'm here to bring the comic talk and hang out for an hour-ish. Yeah, hopefully so. we keep it under an hour. I mean, Never. that's my goal. Never. That is my absolute One day. goal. One day we'll make it. Oh, God. You know, Dale and I were texting, iMessaging, as we do, and, and I was flabbergasted that we we lost a host, and we are now unable to keep the show under an hour. <laughs> Whereas I previously mean, with four hosts, before Mark died, right, we were able to keep it under now. So do you guys like text a lot during the day, or every once uh, in a while? Probably nothing worth getting into with you right now. Oh, uh, right. I mean, keep that probably, off air. Probably as much as two guy friends would. I mean, you know, it's just like I often. Yeah. You know. um, let's just let's cut the baloney right now with a butter knife. We need to get into the news that everyone's waiting to talk about. And it's Akira, episode 125 of Paper Keg. Breaking news. First time we've ever announced a show so far in advance. Jonesy, your we've, thoughts we on have reading to. six volumes of Akira? I will tell you this. Uh, I've always heard of Akira. Um, you know, I've seen the clips of the, the, you know, the delightful anime where they're just riding high-speed <laughs> motorcycles through the streets of Neo Tokyo, and I am intimidated by the mm-hmm. read. But I yeah. think, I think we could all say, we'll be changed by the time it's all over. That's live footage from the movie. 
Hussy, 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 yeah. So I've actually never read the book, books, 2,000 pages worth, but I have watched the movie, and I am in love with it. Specifically those fancy drums that they play during the chase scenes. You're oh, playing it right now. Oh. Let it ride, my friend. The one thing I don't understand is if you're going to ride a motorcycle, why pick a weapon that's so short range as the nunchuck? I mean, you really got to get right up on there you to knock anybody you... over. It's actually correctly uh, pronounced the nunchaku. Ah, right. Jonesy, I forgot about my ninja Japanese upbringing that I never had. So Akira is six volumes spread across, I think, 38 issues. 2,000 pages. Oh, my word. We can barely read a 100-page book in, a, in two weeks. So we, we, we rarely, we did this move where we announced the book. We're recording in November. We're going to do it local. We're going to be in Jonesy's home. Oh. His den. His K-Cup den. Um, so let's, do we want to place bets on who will not finish Akira by, no, by the early November? Is it wrong to bet on yourself? <laughs> I have uh, breaking news. I finished two volumes already. Because you're on a kick right now is what it is. Because you're looping that drum, those drums, while you're reading because you need music. And now it's like you're looping it while I'm talking on the podcast. It's the same. It's very similar to that. I could. Li- I just play those drums on infinite loop while I'm reading. This is, I mean, do you want to talk about ambition? I mean, there's probably nothing like this ever done in podcast form before. Never. I would and think so. we are bringing it to you first. We are, as one, reading this mega book, this Neo book, for our I'm, Neo book club, if you will. I think we should all commit to buying tight leather jackets and wearing them the entire podcast. That's. Uh, I would almost do that if I didn't have to commit to buying all six trades of Akira to read. Uh, I got mine I, in the mail the other day from Amazon, and that box was heavy. The, I, um, I wonder if you could wear your huge solar shades because they probably wear those in Neo Tokyo. <laughs> so that's probably that's half your outfit right there. Those are they're like currency in Neo Tokyo. Those shades <laughs> See, that Jonesy has. He's all set. How does the, uh, he have them right there? I'm ready mean, I'm to gonna, go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no podcast has ever done a full-on Akira episode for all six volumes, 2,000 pages. It's never been done before. I'm going to make that claim right now. You search iTunes and you just try. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. Luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. You ever search iTunes before? It's garbage. No, I don't even have that podcast app. It's so terrible. I'm shocked Jones even has a computer, if I can be honest with you. I'm actually recording this with a cardboard box and just my own mind. This isn't even really happening right now. Do we want to get into Batman casting? We want to save that for the post-show? He's the, he's the uh, UPSer of Zurin R. <laughs> Mental patient. Uh, let's fireside <laughs> it, because you just know that every other show and new shows are being formed just to talk about Ben Affleck as you-know-who. Was right. that a cuss? Was that a curse? I don't, I don't know what that was. That won't make it the show. Jonesy, never curse again, please, on the show. Live. <laughs> Jonesy, you sound like a young Japanese man. <laughs> In Been hearing that my whole life. <laughs> uh, so we read comics on a regular basis. We don't have the time to do it. We will never have the time to do it, but we do it anyway. For the love of this show. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. I am really anxious to hear from you. In general, but if you want to talk about a comic you read this week, that'd be fantastic. I do. I want to talk about this amazing discovery called The Outliers. You guys heard about this yet? What? Uh, Eric T. Johnson, uh, from what I could tell from the digital issue, uh, this might be self-published. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, uh, Book one is a tale about a young guy It's uh, named Sue, but T-S-U. The chapter is clever, cleverly uh, titled A Boy Named Sue. And uh, it's all about him Sue. Um, and another kid <laughs> another kid named Jesper. And they're, uh, they're put on the same bus together. You know, a bus breaks down, a school bus on the way home breaks down. And they transfer him to this uh, other bus headed towards his house. And he's forced to sit with this guy, Sue. And he's kind of mocked by his buddies because Sue is like, can't speak. 
So he's a mute. So like people kind of make fun of him, put him down, say you know oh, he's riding geez. the short bus. So as they travel through this thick woods to like get away from the school, there's an accident uh, because the two boys are roughhousing, and the bus mm-hmm. tumbles over. So you discover that Sue can talk, but he talks in some strange language that summons this huge forest giant that comes and picks up the uh, school bus, like writes it again and kind of saves everybody and kind of stalks off. And watching all of this is a chimpanzee in a trench coat smoking a cigar who has been looking for this forest giant. And the driver of his car is a dragon. What? So, yeah. So they're on the chase to find Sue and how, you know, how his powers work. And uh, they basically want to catch him and uh, catch this forest giant. And that's kind of where the first issue ends. It is absolutely bizarre, but in the best way. It's such a weird, cool comic book that, like this can only exist in comic book form. The art reminds me a lot of Jeff Lemire, where it's like very heartfelt, you know, not straight laced, not the norm of uh, superhero drawing. It's just this, this great indie book that I can't wait to uh, get the next issue. Outliers, it's really good. Hmm. Wow, this sounds. <clears throat> really crazy i mean that's it is it is out of left field and it's so great for being that i love it already um wow who what is this a uh a user is this a creator-owned property or is this in some sort I, of publisher i don't know i did i didn't do the research just before the, the show comic. i just, just found, found it, it in the, the app uh i found the comicsology app like, it could be a submit book for all i know but it's really good hmm. i love the sound of this book. I love yeah. the sound of you loving the sound of that book. Thank Dale, you. what did you read this week? <laughs> you Are you guys ready for me to tell you? I read a little gem. Moth City. Hmm. Okay? Hmm. Um, friend of the show, Tim Gibson. T. Gibbs. He uh, was kind enough to he is kind enough to interact with me on twitter which is probably something very nice i mean i don't get it a whole lot outside of my little circle so he writes this book moth city it's available on thrill bent you might have heard of it comiXology and moth city is about an island an east uh, an island in the east orient in the 1930s and there is an American there who dresses up like a cowboy. And he is trying to sell um, the uh, an ambassador from the Chinese mainland who represents the Chinese army, basically biological weapons. If he... Uh, there's two... There's two substances when combined together and dispersed in the atmosphere... Boom, people just die. And it's all taking place in Moth City. And as the uh as the uh the general of the army is waiting for a a a demonstration because he's not buying without knowing that this works for sure. One the ninety nine canisters of this stuff plus the one hundred that was gonna be as the demonstration stolen, hijacked, bad news from uh, this American man and his daughter. And what ensues is uh, very... It's, it's, it makes you question a lot of things. Uh, there was this... I, at the end of issue two, there, I, only, I read the first two issues, by the way. At the end of issue two, there was a, a possibly a dead body who could have died uh, at the hands of this substance and he's dead underwater his eyes pop open so that's not right over there (laughs) the uh the 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 daughter of the american cowboy who was trying to sell this substance she's kind of 
she was in love with the uh, the scientist who makes this stuff, and she is not exactly truthful, and her father may be finding all this out, and she may have something to do with it. I don't know, mm. but it's it's uh, if you think infinite infinite comics, the style of thrill bent and Marvel Infinite Comics, the uh, the progressive story through panels and stuff like that. Gorgeous book, gorgeous colors. The there's a, the coloring, in a lot of the panels remind me of like Francavilla. Your and, boy, yeah, my boy, and it's it's worth checking out. It's I mean it's on Thrillbend, so you can check it out for free, and Thrillbend store and Comicsology store. Just uh, just give the first issue a chance, and I think you will be pleasantly surprised. And of course, you know if you like it, buy it. Support the guy. You know what I? What's easy to like forget, but one of the reasons why I love books like this is that they're presented in a widescreen format, so I can read them mm-hmm. on my iPad in landscape. Yeah, which and I think it's easy to forget, but that's like so appealing to me nowadays. It's it's it is actually for me too. I find myself more and more reading, you know, with my iPad smart cover folded back on itself, mm-hmm. so it's kind of propped up in the widescreen format. And a lot of my comics now I read in guided view. That's, you know, the standard portrait size pages and stuff like that. But something like this and the bunker, the, this is right there ready to be read in in a gorgeous uh, panel with that just fits your screen. It's a, I love the experimentation. I love the uh, the different kind of genres uh, found in the book. Mm. The... Um, it's like the 1930s or something like that, and I re- I remember sim- feeling similar when we read A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen when they're in like the uh, the Orient uh, like Chinatown in London, and there's like all these different kind of cultures in there, yeah. like in the heroin dens and stuff like that. I I just love that feel, and it's uh I don't know check out check out the book. I think you'll uh, I think you guys would really like it. Dale, can I, I be honest it. with you right now? Yeah, please. Based on both your recommendations, I just bought all four issues in the app. Going to read that bad boy you tonight. Real mensch. Tim Gibbs. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to support your lifestyle, babe. Oh, uh, man. Your accountant must be just pulling his hair out. Between that and... <laughs> I just never call him for advice. The K-Cup Library and the Comixology purchases. He must be just a hoot to Listen, deal with. Don't ever reveal the max number of issues in my comicsology account to anyone. <laughs> I look at it every day. I <laughs> I'm sure you I hit, do. I, I know you do. Apple key R. To I refresh. sit there and I just <laughs> scratch my arm thinking about what you must be watching at all times. What do, what do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about the new Batman and Robin, the new all new X Men, or Exo Manowar? Oh man, Exo Manowar was B A this week. I would. Uh, I'd be down for all some all new X Men chatter. Mm, let's talk about David LaFuente. On art, that guy is just oh, my a dreamboat. Uh, even though I really have enjoyed Stuart Immonen, and uh, I think David Mar- Marquez filled in for a while, mm-hmm. but I guess he's not going to anymore. Um, La Fuente, I think, did Ultimate Spider-Man when it was first relaunched, like after Bagley initially stopped. Okay, his like run, and they did they rebranded it like Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. But then they eventually brought the numbering back. He like left comics for some reason, but his style on this book is adorable. It's like a it's like cartoony, but not cartoony. I don't really know how to phrase it, but um, this issue deals with Jean Grey, young Jean Grey, accidentally overhearing old Beast thoughts about how he missed an opportunity to tell Jean when he was younger that he was in love with her. So she hears this and then goes over to Young Beast and uh, tells him, like, I know what you're thinking right now about me. And, and she puts the moves on him out of she nowhere. Sh- what? She sure as H does. I mean, this, like, just the concept of this book is just completely, I mean, time travel stories, if you start thinking about the implications all the time, it's it's obviously gets complicated. Like, Back to the Future He's got to get his parents together or he doesn't exist or whatever. But yeah. at the end of the issue, Jean Grey, like, 
stumbles upon, like pulls under her mattress the wedding invitation that exists mm. between her and Scott Summers, and it's just like, I mean, just the way this girl's this teenage girl is feeling right now, like she's she, she's that's the furthest thing from her mind, and it's and it's like, what is to come? What is to what is to happen? Will it be all right in the end? Like, will it go back to normal? I mean, I don't know, but I love yeah. the story, and I love the... I love the... St- I mean, I'm a sucker for, like, that kind of stuff, you know, with uh, love love and, and romance and, and, you know, searching f- feelings and stuff like You're that. You're romantic. And, you know, we talk for hours on the phone at night just about life and yeah, love. like, and when we're always talking and stuff like that, and... Like, we'll start talking about, like, issues like this and, you know, Dawson's Creek and stuff. And, you know, it's... <laughs> that's we you guys text each other every hour or see how... Don't, you know. don't worry about those it's texts, text, please. If know, I had to tell you one more time to not worry about those texts, Jonesy, <laughs> I will lose it. The the weird uh, thing, like, even though this is a great um, issue, I feel like the only thing that's happening in all-new X-Men is they are, a, a, like, semi-attacked by the Avengers and mm-hmm. they have a run with Mystique. And like I feel that's all that's happened in how many issues of the series. I gotta I gotta ask you a question. How do you think this is gonna end? Like they've changed so much for the young X Men. Like they must have already paradoxically changed their own futures. How mm-hmm. do you think this series is gonna end? Like how do you think they're gonna make it back in the time stream continuum remains intact? I don't, know. I don't I don't know if they'll ever make it back, but the the children of the atom or is the return of the atom i can't remember what this this storyline coming up is so something finally is going to happen with their, their uh-huh. future selves come back and say you shouldn't have done this which is i think is a genius story idea oh yeah heck yeah that's a battle for the atom i believe oh, okay and yeah. uh and it's which is pure bliss i mean i was i just picked up the uh, checklist at the comic book shop the other day and there's only like two battle for the atom issues that bookend like i don't know four or six tie-ins with x-men so it's not like a huge event it's very manageable to get i think there's four issues total in september and four in october you have to get that covers the event Mm -hmm. but um i i'm curious to see what all that is about and what comes out after that because i mean all there's probably no denying that all new x-men is is a hit Big so hit. do they one of the screw, biggest hits of all time do they screw with it too much i mean do they keep letting it you know do they keep this is almost like ultimate x-men but in 616 like oh, there's a chance God. to explore all these young people's feelings and stuff god that first couple runs oh man ultimate x-men adam kubert in my heart and soul uh two sensors less we're running out of time try to keep it under 60 minutes tonight I got a good feeling. Got a great feeling, oh, guys. Boy. Are oh, you boy. insane? Uh, two sentences or less. Jonesy loves beer. Uh, another book you read, please. Lightning Round, trademark. Daredevil, issue 30. The story arcs Take a Breath and Mark Wade and Chris Somney, heroes, tell a one-off story of D.D., old Hornhead, and the Silver Surfer, taking down an enemy this will be the book of a generation (laughs) (laughs) rebuttal what I redlined that rebuttal you did Wolverine and the X-Men number 34 number 34 number 34 The Hellfire Club storyline possibly finally resolving. As Dan Slott would say, tell me a story, Jason Aaron. Um, Batman and Robin 23. Heavy Marvel DC episode right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Batman has problems grieving over his son's loss and blames himself 
But there's another member of the Wayne estate that is troubled by guilt. First sentence. There's a fantastic scene between a father and son in this issue, but I also feel that the ending was rushed somewhat and could have been excellent. Kick-Ass, Volume 1. Mark Miller and J.R.J.R. I think... Does anybody remember if Wanted came out before this, I think? But then this was his second icon imprint, creator-owned um, Civil War. You ever heard of that? Mm. I have. Yeah? How about Ultimates, Jonesy? You ever read that? <laughs> Ultimates Volume 1. Ugh. You just blew that mic stand over. With your, <laughs> Probably. With your Superman Ble- exhale. Blew that mic load. Tell us about uh, Kick-Ass, Jonesy. What's this book about? So Dave Wazowski is just a normal high school kid. Or is he? He's not a jock, not a nerd, but he is into the comic books and has a small group of friends. He is off the beaten path. He's decided he's going to be the real world's first superhero he orders a scuba suit online and becomes the superhero kick-ass. Through his adventures growing up as the first superhero, uh, he has many people that mimic him, take up his banner, and he creates some real-life enemies, all the while never getting any from his love interest from afar, Katie. So much stuff happens, you really can't synopsis it. Kick-Ass, Volume 1. What a great time to be alive. (laughs) And reading Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass comes out. Uh, I can confess that it was probably the right time for me to read Kick-Ass. There was a lot of reverse hype. Hmm. I remember, I don't know what comic, it must have been Wizard World Philly back then, but... Kick-Ass was all up in my face when I walked in, like, the first first row of booths. Kick-Ass was right there in my face. And I just, right, right then and there, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. No? And I haven't seen the movie. I didn't know. I, I, I knew kind of what the book was about, but was pleasantly surprised by the book. It was... Really? Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I like the Kira soundtrack just playing quietly in the background. Oh, not quietly anymore. <laughs> uh, kick ass using a form of nunchaku <laughs> without the chain in the middle. Could very well play the soundtrack into his life. I see ya, I see ya, I see ya. And I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I loved it. I mean, I love the wow. The Miller dropping in those, you know, references to help you kind of like relate, like the MySpace stuff, and oh yeah, and all that Marvel Comics talk. I just wanted to start, like, I just wanted to take the, the iPad to bed with me, and you know, <laughs> but rub it all over yourself. I liked the. Well, I'm, I, I probably get in my head of myself because you haven't even. Said, no, you, keep going. Keep going, I, B. I liked how my assumption of the book was kick-ass turned out to be like a bad mother, almost like outlandish, like a real-life superhero, like he was handling himself. But he was like the worst one. Mm-hmm. He was just a kid getting his butt kicked. Left and right, he saved the cat and got lucky he didn't die in the building fire. And I like how he that theme was kept through the whole book. Like, he never got any better, really. I thought the part where he first goes out with the guys that are spray painting and he gets stabbed in the chest... Oh, my God. ...was so, like, intense. And then he gets his, like, spine broken 
and his legs yeah. broken. I thought that was like great. Like that is what should happen if you're a yes. dope and you think you can go out and fight crime. Exactly. And I thought that was and then he's like crippled for six months. I thought that was amazing. Genius. I mean, I felt like that was so it it was intense. You just like you said, I didn't I don't know what else to describe it. When you're reading those scenes and then he gets blasted by the car, like the car hits mm-hmm. him and just keeps going. Holy and then they smokes. leave. They leave it as a hit and run. Yeah. Like, there are so many moments in this book where you just feel terrible for humanity in general. And, you know, and I think that's a, you can say that about a lot of his books. And then I'm glad he, st- he put it in there, but he's like, the kid is like, I just think about all the bills I just stuck my dad with. Like, single dad trying to make raise his son... And he got, he 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 wants to go fight crime, and he God knows what kind of bills, hospital bills. I mean, he was he was in the hospital for months on that. Like, holy smokes! Mm-hmm. I like, I liked. I mean, he was he was like di- grown up diary wimpy kid. Like he wasn't. <laughs> he, he was funny, you know. He wasn't the like he was. His heart was in the right spot, but he was lying to his dad. He was. Uh, you know, I loved how he was lying to the girl the whole time, just so he thought. Yeah, that was. Funny. And and it like blew up in his face, like it didn't totally go his way. He pretended to be gay, which I thought was hilarious to get closer to this girl. And then when he tells her he's she, he's not. She like totally <laughs> disowns I, him and goes. I love the scene where he just runs up in costume. He's like, "Hey, Katie, yeah, I'm not. Gay. <laughs> I've never really oh, been and gay, he... and I've loved you the whole time." And he just runs off. <laughs> The um, the, it's it's funny rereading it again. I think I first reread it when it was it first became digital. So I read it in the app maybe like two years ago or so, and then reading it again now, like it is very dated. Like the the references are dated dated, and I can't tell if I like that or not. Like it was great, I think at the time, like where you reference you know pop culture and Ultimates has that stuff too. But it was like meant to be that way where it's supposed to be taking place in real real time where like they reference um i can't remember what the actress's name is but tony stark was hanging out with like popular actresses from that era oh, uh, shannon elizabeth or something like Fre- that yeah and yeah. freddie prince junior is referenced oh, in yeah, one spot yeah. which like totally seems weird now rereading it but there is a ton of stuff like that like myspace was popular back then he's got a myspace page and it almost like takes me out of the story reading that stuff because it puts me in that era where in my head I I guess I don't know if I like to read comics where they don't say things that will be outdated where like they don't say MySpace page maybe it just says fan page and it doesn't take it doesn't jump me out of the story the I, I thought about because MySpace was a reference a whole lot but I think if I were somebody who never knew what MySpace was like the context of the story just would have made me think it was like fan page or fan mm-hmm. like right or it could have been made up for the comic like yeah. you could have thought miller made that up yeah um since we know what myspace is it's it feels dated but i don't think down the road it will it would matter as much as like a freddie prince jr <laughs> or shannon elizabeth like that is hardcore like in the moment mm-hmm. but and i don't remember i don't think there was a lot of that other than MySpace in this book, like like specific actresses or actors who were had their fifteen minutes of fame while the book was being written. I, I know it was funny that he referenced that other Miller miniseries, nineteen eighty five, uh, that uh, he did with the Tommy Lee Edwards. I think. Holy crap! I didn't even realize that was Miller who did that. I yeah. I read like the first two or three issues of it, but I thought it was great how the they did reference. That, like that, real I Marvel forgot about like that, that miniseries because I remember when it originally came out, he made a big stink about it. I mean, as he usually does, but mm-hmm. that series was supposed to be done entirely in photographs, like real world photography. He was like trying to make it like a, a miniseries that he, that's never been done before. Like I think the storyline was explained in that book where Marvel merged into a real world universe and that's how we got heroes superheroes which is a funny idea mm. but that's besides the point what did you think of the um oh heroes was mentioned in this the oh show, yeah heroes, heroes. that's and probably they, that was funny yeah yeah which i man how great was that and they he nailed on the head and we, he referenced like it was like hero season one but now i'm <laughs> like hero season three two. or something like that <laughs> <laughs> josie did you have you said what you thought of the book yet no uh i will okay let's move on to All another right, topic i want to talk about uh, i'll text you later matt i'll see you <laughs> 
Jonesy, please go ahead. I uh, I really after I finished this book, um, I felt like this is the most complete thought that Miller's had in a while. Like I feel like Nemesis was just like uh, Joker is the Batman. Go, and there was just you know there was a movie optioned already. Remember that news cracked when it came out. And, oh, yeah, like after um, the first first issue, there was a movie options or something, right? And the, the Superior, series wasn't even finished yet. No, the, I don't think the first issue was penned. And uh, Superior was like, "Oh, imagine Captain Marvel's evil go!" Like it's just, but this actually feels fleshed out, and there's a universe here that makes sense. And uh, I ha- I did see this film, and after I read the uh, the volume. I went on the IMDb trivia page, and I was surprised to know this was developed at the, as the same time as the movie. Yeah, script. I think the I think the movie came out as the final issue came out. So it was it oh. was interesting to see like hmm. the different choices that the director made. Uh, for instance, Dale, I don't want to spoil the film, but you know, there's a couple things where uh, Katie and Dave actually do get together at the end of the book. So, um, and one other thing. It's revealed that Big Daddy is really just a comic book fan like Dave. And while there's like a crazy, amazing parallel in the comic book, it's just played off as, as not even being there in the movie. So mm. I was but prepared. Remember, Go ahead. remember Nicolas Cage um, acts like Adam West Batman the entire movie. Which I think is a phenomenal. Is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, what else? He's Big Daddy in the movie? Yeah, he plays yeah. Big Daddy in the film. Who's Jim Carrey play? He's in the second one, so he plays a character from Volume Two. Oh, he's only in the second one. He okay. plays one of the characters that they. That volume Two revolves around them making their own Justice League. Okay, <clears throat> but I really like the book versus the movie, and because the the movie really does turn out to be like a popcorn film, like there's like a happy resolution, and Miller just hits home with a point in the comic. That this cannot end well, and it will not end well. Like, there's no special thing that happens at the end of this book where everything's going to be okay. You know, uh, basically, his life sucks in the beginning, and at the end of the last issue, it still sucks, but he's got a scuba outfit. So, mm-hmm. And I kind of like the fact that the status quo remains the fact that you just can't do this in real life. You can't put on a costume and fight crime. It's not going to work. Nothing about what we love in comics could fit here. And that's kind of like why we love them. And that's such a heavy-handed Malar message. But I found myself enjoying it despite myself. Does that make mm. sense? He's just uh, you, you got, he's such a hype machine. And yeah. he's so in love with his own ability that you want to sneer in his face and be like, I hated your stupid book, but no, it's it's pretty good. But like his his the his ability to make like a popcorn adventure for six issues or eight issues is it's like unprecedented. I don't know anybody who could do what he does with characters we love and his own stuff. I mean, um, but th- like you said, this is consistent. Like this is crazy consistent like when hit girl pulls out dual katanas or wazakashis as they would be obviously slim could you go to the wiki on that and make sure to um, correct us? i think I could the do that. like th- everybody's just taken a like so surprised by the fact that this girl has two swords that like they almost like who's gonna fight a in real life who's gonna fight a ten-year-old girl murdering people with two swords—like they're just going to be—you would just be stunned, like and stand there, like they. Yeah, did. you're just going to be so stunned that she's just going to murder you too, and like so that's kind of how it's handled up until maybe the last issue when, you know, thirty people are dead. I think that's probably the most far-fetched. How about Jonesy? Like he can't even stand the taste of his diet coke right there. <laughs> he's like so had it. Interrupt! Like he's just stuck out his tongue, like he's had enough. I don't but know why he, he forces it onto himself. Who forces themselves to drink diet soda? Listen, can we get back to the kick-ass talk? <laughs> and so, up until the last issue, when you know thirty-five people are dead, and not a ten-year-old girl, she survives. But that's like that's how it is. I mean, and how effed up that is this guy raising. 
this girl, he's a mm. comic book fan, so he wants to be a vigilante like the Punisher and bring his daughter. Like that's the that's the most that's the wildest part, I think. Like I agree. Because how long has he been training this kid? Yeah. And before Kick Ass even came out. Before he even revealed himself, he had been training right. her for years. I mean, you can think about it. There's some pretty creepy stuff when you mm-hmm. if you yeah. stop and dip below the surface. What did you think of? Um, like I kept oh. like oh, uh, thinking. Um, go ahead. Newsarama is like mega mentioned in it too. Oh yeah, which is so funny. Does he have like any connection with Newsarama, or was that just the hits thing at the time? Well, Newsarama's, I guess, still in the comic world, yeah. I guess. I don't mean, we had to name check, I guess, one. Uh, Bleeding Cool was in the second volume. Is it? No, I made that up. Yeah. Is that Bleeding Cool Firmed right now? That's Bleeding Cool Firmed. <laughs> Bleeding Cool Firmed. I like the inner monologue he had when he was, like, co- talking to Colossus82, the username of oh, somebody yeah, on yeah, Newsarama. Yeah, funny. The, um... The which reminds me of who saved that guy from those Puerto Ricans, Colossus eighty <laughs> two. <laughs> I mean that that brings like to like how Miller does like the language of the kids and his friends and how yeah. they toss around like just awful language that is like Xbox language. Where I was reading it and now thirty years old, it puts me in a different place. Like hearing that, but I think at the time when I read it originally it didn't bother me all that much and i think i don't know if that's how now i'm kind of you read some internet stuff where people just really hate mark miller for his writing and i don't know i I, it's a weird place to be in like like alan moore is too hard aring as mark miller is to just like racial homophobia conversations with his characters hotty mouth but it, but it's almost like he has he's so spot on for some people like to have mm-hmm. those mouths yeah that it's uncanny like I, I don't know like he's the most honest and probably because he could do it in a comic and you know you can't hear that kind of stuff on the CW or or wherever else CW I mean I I I do think like kids that age definitely talk like that. Yeah, I mean, I just, do. I, I do you talk too. like that all the time. You throw around those awful words that really just make me feel terrible about myself. I mean, well, and we just, uh, but we just talk about everything so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's I think that's an aspect of his books, and I think we should probably do Kick Ass too, because he gets into like some even darker, like more violent stuff, which mm. could be more unsettling. What's interesting about Volume Two is that I think. I can't remember. I think Hit Girl followed this, and then Volume Two. Like, if you have to read them in order, okay. Or maybe it was two, and then Hit Girl, and then three. But Ramita, he has like he doesn't he wasn't able to like dedicate all his time to like the later series. Like you could, I think they came out like so infrequently, even more so than this. But he has someone doing breakdowns for him, and they have different colorists, and it it's really like mm. you can tell that the issues look totally different. I think I read like volume 2 in one straight shot and you could see that there was just like maybe they should have waited longer and had Ramita do everything when he could. Is Kick-Ass 3 even out yet? Kick-Ass 3 is I don't think it's available digitally, but the first issue came out maybe like I, f- I want to say like 8 months ago and the second <sighs> issue maybe not hasn't come out yet. I would believe that. But I mean, I I enjoyed it. I, I I do. I think Jonesy, you're right. This is like his most complete thought. I think this was like, um, his his big idea. Like he was yeah. finally able to get his big yeah money shot idea. Like let's just say a kid becomes tries to be a superhero in a world without superheroes, and I think that's his big money idea. And I and this is like his most vibrant universe, however violent and off putting it is to some people. Like this is his big deal. The kick-ass universe. Yeah. Yeah, he could go back to the well for this, I mean, for a bunch of volumes. And I think there's a fan base out there that is going to buy it. And I think there's enough casual fans that they're going to buy it, too. So, I mean, you could see, I could see a kick-ass volume every couple of years. And, I mean, for like for what it's worth, there's there was never a time when I was reading this saying, Mark, Millar, Mark Miller, you're, you're out of touch with what's hap- like what's going on like the way he writes the dialogue and people's personalities and the way people act and the violence and the and the mouths on people and like 
I, 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 not once did I say this is n- never in a million years would somebody act like that. Like it, I was totally in it for the long haul. Like yeah. I believed the dialogue and stuff like that. And I think he, that this was probably a little more spot on than even some of the, uh, the ultimates. Well, while we were reading, you were like, you text me and you're like, GD, I'm with Mark Miller. I really hate Puerto Ricans. Yeah, I was Which like, I, I was actually appalled. But I, I'd texting, go along with this. Again, I or? would go along with this, but when I get a letter next week <laughs> saying, I'm the one that said I hated Puerto Ricans, I'm the one that looks bad. All right? You might have not said Puerto Ricans. I think you just said Ricans. And then yeah, I was like, I, was I need like, to delete this conversation off my phone because was, people check these. Because the TSA is watching. Or I probably try, maybe try to say Boricuas, but I didn't know how to spell it. You know, so one I of the greatest tag teams of all time, Los Boricuas from the WWF. Savio Vega, anybody? Oh, man. I remember him. He had that spinning heel kick. Intercontinental <laughs> champion. One of the greatest uh, Puerto Rican wrestlers probably in history. I, I think know how much fine. that offends you, but I think you should just cool out. <laughs> uh, Jodzi, closing thoughts? Any uh, at all for Mark Miller's kick-ass volume uno? Just to reiterate or regurgitate what I said earlier, I, uh, I, I just I like the fact that this is a universe, and we're seeing one section of it. And I could, I really want to, you know, for lack of a better term, like get to play in the sandbox and find out what else happens in this hyper real world. And I think the the character of Hit Girl is fascinating, and just the way he writes her as this 10-year-old girl who can, you know, talk to her friends from school about Barbies and then turn around and slice somebody's head off with a katana. And the duality of the character is maybe one of the most complicated and interesting characters that's in comics right now. Home run on her. So, great story. And I think uh, even if you're not a Mark Millar fan, I think you deserve to read this and, and make your own judgments. What a great time for Hit Girl to be alive, though. (laughs) (laughs) We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's going to read them to you. I really loved it when you you soloed that piano right there when we recorded that in your home. Yeah. Well, I did it one-handed, too, which really, you know, got your gourd. Your other hand was holding a Diet Coke. Little known <laughs> Absolutely. fact. Absolutely. Letters. Goblet. <laughs> Diet goblet. Like the uh, guy from It's a Living. It's a living. <laughs> dun, 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 Letters dun, at paperkeg.com. You can shoot us an email. Uh, if we have time on the show, we'll read it on the era. Long box dive. Hey, PK. You guys ever read the Inhuman series by Paul Jenkins with art by Jay Lee? I was renovating my daughter's closet and had to take out my long boxes I stored in there. I became thoroughly distracted in my old comics and rediscovered this old worn trade. It was published through Marvel Knights back in 2000. My goodness, this is good. It's a 12 issue arc. The story is a political drama dealing with family, loneliness, and trust. Jay Lee's art is beautiful. Jenkins did an awesome job taking what was basically a group of background characters from Fantastic Four and turning them into a fantastic individual characters. This book is definitely a forgotten favorite. I really recommend you check it out. Best, Tim. P.S. As digital comic consumers, do you miss the idea of digging through old comics? And P.P.S. Jonesy, I think you've stepped it up as of late. Tied for second now, babe. Uh, That is false. I have not stepped it up. Please stop uh, cheerleading me. Is that really from Tim, or did you uh, write that later? Yeah, really. <laughs> did you just type that in later? P-P-P-S, I think when you say this, they will claim that you are lying, but I really mean this for real. Hmm. I actually have been reading uh, comics to James almost every night. We've been reading Death of Superman in uh, trade paperback, and I actually really do enjoy fingering through the long box and seeing what I have. A lot of stuff I just forget that I used to buy. I used to just mm-hmm. buy and not read. I used to be that guy that collects. Oh, yeah, I, I have. I had the Daredevil run like from Bendis to Broobs, and I probably never read most of them. I just kept them. 
I have a ton of that stuff too. Um, the problem with me, because I'm still, I, I'm digital, but I'm still print for the most part, but my long boxes are in a part of my house that I just never venture into. So Is when I buy, room? yeah, it's upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I buy comics on Wednesday, since I never go up there, I just, every Wednesday's purchases are just pile in my basement. If you were to look around, there'd just be piles of comics everywhere. And when I eventually do get around to putting them away, I, I will get lost in when I'm reshuffling my boxes to make room, I will get lost in all the books that I've gone through a million times before, but are there. And I, you know, I really wish I would have time to read because there's a ton that I haven't read. I just bought. Hmm. So I do miss the idea of digging through old comics. And I would love to put, I think the Inherit Humans maybe on the Google Doc, I would love to put it on there. Probably after Akira, since it's 12 issues long. I would push for it, though, because, you know, if we can pull this off, if we can pull Akira off, I mean, what's next? War and Peace? What is is next? 2,000 pages. (sighs) 125, yeah. November 9th. Live. Can we get some sort of live forum? Can we get? Can we have some sort of live attendance? Uh, the Paper Keg Podcast Festival. <laughs> I mean, that would just top it off. That would just. Top we, off. I mean, if it's a if it's a local recording, we might not be able to broadcast that live. No, no one's going to see how it that live. would even work. I bet you we could if we if we wanted to. Just saying, you know. We'll just work on it. We can get your 1080p camera. I, we'll put, we'll put oh, a fish eye on yeah. it. You know what? Screw Akira. I am excited to for the fact to record with you guys again in the same it's gonna room. be like old times. It We're coming up on a year of not doing that, and wow. that it will be probably the most... One of the best days ever. Let's be honest. Slim, I'll, I'll, I'll set up wait. your own little command center by the couch again. <laughs> the electricity... That's going to be happening in that room. Electric. It's going to be electric. It's going to be like the Hulkster coming down the... Electricity. I don't know the words, but that's what we'll be feeling. Electricity. Okay. We get any other letters? One more from Jonesy's biggest fan, Jim Lind. Oh, here we go. Dear Sirs, Letters Lightning Round. Any mid-90s Moon Knight book? Oh, God. Marvel really wished they had Batman and had no clue what to do with the guy. Um, I'm glad my super troll powers are so strong that can influence an otherwise upstanding citizen like Mr. Loves Beer to succumb to trolling himself. My internet connection was so terrible I couldn't actually live stream the recording. After the tweet went out, I attempted to relay the incident to my wife because I thought it was hilarious. She gave me a look of horror that only a (laughs) wife knows how to give. (laughs) Somewhere between my public, overly critical behavior and possibly besmirching the family name, she was embarrassed. I'll never know why. For my own good, I never told her that the tweet was actually acknowledged on air shortly after it was published. I don't know what he's referring to. We know exactly what you're referring to, you psycho. <laughs> Jonesy was swimming in troll butter I mean, mean, during that. I was. He's drowning in it. He was, as as a defense mechanism, he went on the offense, trolling himself in someone else's name, like Rob Delaney over here. He's just, he's just RT at Obama, you know, I, something I, trollish. Like, he's just... yeah. I was. Awful. I'm like sometimes scared when Jonesy if he walks next to a mirror and doesn't realize it's himself. <laughs> like he'll probably just make his little, you know, when he bites his lower lip and nods I know his what head. About. He yeah, just yeah. did it right there. The uh, but even when uh, Mr. Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, I mean, he went on. He was like frothing. He was like licking his lips. Like there's just <laughs> well, a bucket me? of chicken in front of him. You're like, you trolled me. This is it. I'm ready. <laughs> He's probably in that paper keg show den. He is probably like. Norman Osborn and Spider-Man, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's looking taking, in the he's mirror. Put on his lab coat. Yeah, he's talking to himself. Two weeks. He's talking to himself in the mirror. You have done exactly, and then he's looking. No, no. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> and he's carrying around the three-foot Christian Bale 
that man <laughs> he has in his room. The weirdest the thing from the creepiest toy that you own. It's literally like, I don't even know if it's unopened or half open, but he just sits there in his packaging in your show den on the wall, and he just stands there. It's like, silently, we put, do something silently with that protecting thing, DVDs. He's stoic figure for, since you moved into that house, doing nothing. I'm not even sure how that watching. got here. I don't remember even getting that. Hopefully, you bought it and the heaters didn't yeah. show up he's one like, day. It's like <laughs> Mr. Marbles from Seinfeld running down the steps. He's like Chucky. Sleep. He just showed up at my house one day and we just all accepted the fact that somebody had to buy him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I mean, puppet please, just do something. Put him in a closet and just make him face the wall. He is creepy. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like cat's eye over there all over again. <laughs> <That's> not... <clears throat> <laughs> that Christian Bale toy is hovering over Johnny's <laughs> mouth, sucking out his soul at night. You know, the creepiest part is my bathroom door open is here, and he's tucked behind it. And as we're talking, <laughs> the light is like hitting his. <laughs> the lower part of his face and it looks like he's looking at me record like he bucks. knows we're talking about him 20 bucks christian bale's leaning face forward against the wall but his head just rotated backwards to look at jonesy <laughs> guaranteed uh in off the wire we just got a letter live while taping the show wow shall i read it please do hey guys this is a live show email direct from hsbc plaza sydney cbd as I eat my lunch, stunned by the news of 2,000-page Akira. Hmm. Seen the movie, pretty good. Stunned by the ambition and the sheer ability to read something that big from three guys with families. Anyway, all the best with it. Hope it's good. Guess this makes a mockery of me not making it back to Infinite Crisis all week after issue one sent me scurrying to Wikipedia to get a lockdown on some DC facts <laughs> before I got sidetracked. Love to know who won the Ranthanagar War. Truly, the war we, that we all lost. Mm. What a silly war. Later, guys, you should probably be reading whilst recording to get through those 2,000 pages. It might have to be a few extra bathroom be- visit. It might have to be a few extra bathroom visits to get through. Haha. See you. Peace. Dave Finn, a.k.a. Red Lantern 2051. I think it's like four Why? in the afternoon tomorrow where he's at. Can I, can I just one it moment is, freak everybody out? The moment we started talking about the Christian Bale toy, my iTunes app opened and is playing random music. And anytime I quit the app, it reopens and keeps playing music. It no does way. not. Like I had the to fact just shut the volume down Ooh. on the app and just let it play. I can't get it to stop. No. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to try to contact Toulouse the Puppet Master and see if we can <laughs> put him back in his trunk of horrors next to uh, next to uh, Hook Hand and Cockroach. I I'm so excited about the Akira episode. That's I I'm blowing through these books, these large books of Akira that I can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. In, in the I mean the energy that we were probably all feeling in the rare group text that three of us were texting each other, it was. I mean, we were on fire. We were just like, let's do it. Let's give ourselves a buffer. Let's f and do it. Oh my god, what if we record in person in the same room? Uh, we were just like we might we probably could have been crossing swords and n- not known on the wiser. We would just been lost in it. It was lost in the amazing, sword crossing. Amazing news! <laughs> what a show. Uh, we are excited. One of the one of the greatest shows we've ever done. Can Absolutely, I be the energy. It's just a great time to be alive and be recording a podcast. <laughs> Oh, God, Akira, please, God, help me, Tetsuo. Kai. Kaneda. Oh, the whole gang, the whole Tetsuo. gang. Oh, you're just in with them now. You're, I am. You're just one of the guys now. Number 41, we're all hanging out. Oh, God. J-Man, if reading. you still listen, can we get a Photoshop of Slim Sad on a uh, motorcycle riding body? <laughs> Put me on Kaneda's body. Kaneda. We will see everybody next week. Get your reading uh, Akira volumes from your local library. It's the only way. Digitally, legally. Uh, You can, like, read it on some websites just by streaming it. I think it's legal. I have no idea. Maybe I I should hit library before pulling that Amazon trigger. Already pulled it, bud. We'll see everybody next week.
Mike Jones is drinking whiskey. <laughs> I know the way he like reels back after every sip. It's like your John Ham on Mad Men. Oh God, Final here we water. go. You know when Slim's upset is when the words John Ham come out of his mouth. See, Jonesy's wait. Jonesy's trying to get me all riled up about this Ben Affleck yeah, news. Ben he Affleck is, is in wait. your craw right he now. He couldn't wait. Jonesy's got a troll boner right now, no. the size of nope. Wisconsin. Mm-mm. Listen, the, I love I'm, Ben I'm Affleck. I'm like the anti-drug. I'm the anti-troll. I love Ben Affleck. Uh, drink if Jonesy mentions Daredevil director's cut at any point during this fireside. Oh my god! Go <laughs> I'm dead. You know I'm not. Yeah, going to I'm in do a coffin. I'm climbing out of the coffin right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, ben Affleck. I, I actually like Ben Affleck. He did, Gone Baby Gone was one of the best movies I've seen in the last decade. I think that's a decade old. I have no idea. I I like Ben Affleck too. I have um I have high hopes. The only you know whenever somebody mentions they're going to be who's going to be Batman, I can only picture like I immediately like put my thumb up to their picture and like block out the top half and mm-hmm. see how their bottom half is going to look in a cowl. And you know we'll see how that works out with Ben Affleck. Batman with, with a beard. You know Ben Affleck with black eye makeup on to cover the eye holes. Right. But I like Ben Affleck. I, I like he's a real, real good guy. Mm-hmm. Real good guy. You know? um, I'm excited. So I, I guess mean, I just hope he takes know. down that filthy mongrel Superman, the Genghis Khan of the yeah. DC universe. Oh really. God, the, it, he's a terrible, terrible Kryptonian. He's a terror. Snapping necks wherever he can go. You know? Kissing ash corpses <laughs> on Lois's face. <laughs> I mean, I mean the 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 amount of human ashes rubbed into the foundation. Like when he put his Kryptonian like hands up on her face and like like smeared in the ashes as he was like rubbing her face. There's probably like she probably got pimp, you know, human ash zits rubbed oh. into those pores. Like who even knows what's happening? Like what a terrible person he was. Is that a beauty mark? Uh, no. That's human pimple ash. <laughs> human ash pimple? The worst kind? Uh, hap. She has the hap. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Was there a rebuttal? I think there was yeah, a rebuttal. Yeah, you rebutted my Silver yeah. Surfer Daredevil issue. Oh, yeah. Are uh, you um, saying the bloom's off the rose? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you all new X-Mening me right now? I, for some reason, I thought that like I felt like there was something going to happen where Silver Surfer was going to be revealed to be not himself, or like it wasn't real, like it was a trick. Like it was a very strange little one issue. Um, I don't know. I it just was a very strange little one issue. I did not enjoy it. I love the little whisper thing that happened to him at the end, but I felt like that was kind of out of place because he hasn't even really been with that character on screen in well, it feels like ten issues, maybe. Like, I, I kind of lost the connection that he maybe had for this character. Like, the impact wasn't there for me. Like, if he had been fighting f- for her or with her about their relationship for the past five or six issues, I would have had more impact. Is she back? It's in, in, uh, I'll, Oh, spoilers. I'll read it. I'll read spoilers, it. I'll read it. I will read it. I mean, maybe maybe because this miscellaneous character was gone, maybe that's why it, it would have held impact for me, but I felt like it was... Maybe I forgot what happened with her. Did you see that tweet? I forget. It was somebody related to the Daredevil team, whether it was the editor or... It must have been one of the editors, but it's just like if you, you, readers of Daredevil, like 32 or 31 is just going to like... Oh, 30, 31? Or, uh, yeah. Turn your world upside down. They're going to make you weep or something? Yeah. Mm. Bring it on. Ugh. God, I wish... I mean... Ugh. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Please. I wish Daredevil came with a free digital code. I wish I would pay. Th- I mean, I would pay three ninety nine for this Daredevil title to get the free digital code. It's so much easier for me. All right. You know, it's actually, just, Marvel's just... stopping that um, that little credit that the comic shops get when you redeem really? those codes. Yeah. Oh man, that's. Or maybe that was bleeding cool firmed. That's kind of crappy. But. I uh, I am glad. I love picking, you know, making sure my comic shop gets the credit where credit to do when I redeem my codes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the crazy. comic book shop in Delaware show sponsor. Good people. Yeah, love definitely. those guys. 
Love them. How about that, huh? Kira. Group text. I see ya. I see ya. I see ya. So long, YouTube. It's time to face facts, alright? Hope you didn't want to stream this on your iPhone. This is why we can never do an episode that's less than an hour and a half. That's right. was a good one thanks for listening everybody Jonesy did you want to try and tell that story again that was a call oh yeah yeah hilarious <laughs>